following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Guys, what the hell? I was expecting some sort of fancy schmancy return music, and it didn't happen this time. Steve's not on the board. I guess not. We had a whole thing. It was like actual like balloons, and there was all kinds of stuff like cake and punch, and we set it outside, and it is oh, blue way. gone. So we just figured I, scrap it off. I haven't been outside since 1030 this morning. Oh, my God. It's, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. God, it is the apocalypse. Not only is it so windy, but it is hot. Oh, it's hot. I, I remember when uh, when we had a recruiting special, Taylor Bratt came in studio. Uh-huh. And when he left, I was going to let him out the side door. But that was the night that I guess there was like wildfires out in yes. western Kansas and the smoke blew into Manhattan. Yes. And it was crazy windy. Uh-huh. We took one look outside. I was like, yeah, there, it's a nuclear meltdown out there. <laughs> you might want to just stick around here. <laughs> so I let him oh, I let him out the front door. It's a lot shorter of a walk yes. from the side door to the parking lot. But uh, hey, guys, welcome, welcome to back. the game. I'm Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Sage Williams wearing her. Uh, Hashtag Blue Dragons say, say something. something. Man, that's that attitude, that Hutch Juco attitude. Say something. People go, I was just going to say congratulations on the season. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> yeah, right. Very critical of Aaron Hutch, I guess. They're always expecting criticism. Always. Constantly. Constantly. Sage, is that true? When you're at Hutch, people nothing but criticism towards your, oh, yeah. your work? Constantly. That's how we address people. We walk up to someone and give a critique of them yeah. in their form. Absolutely. That's weird. They, they go, weird. Instead of waiting for someone to get aggressive towards them, they get aggressive. Like, what'd you say about the Cosmosphere? And you go, oh boy, here we go. Starting off hot. Oh boy. It's a great place to learn about NASA. It's a rotch thing, man. Don't worry about it. Raise your hands. Have you ever been since you were in the sixth, sixth grade? I played a season. I played at Hutch. Oh, that's right. Season. So we we went there as a team, and everybody oh, was like, "This what a, sucks." What a field trip. <laughs> yeah. The team was like, "This sucks, dude." Not the hey, biggest. Don't don't come here. I know. Don't come Wait a Hutch. minute. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. Mm-mm. Well, uh, I'm back from New Orleans. About Very time. eventful trip. <laughs> it was extended today. And by the way, uh, you know, coming up on the show, I will have a top ten list. Number one song of the day. Ask us anything. Uh, we will talk about Brennan Jennings, the linebacker who was here for a little over three months, and he decides to enter the transfer portal. That is coming up at 5.10. I wanted to kick off the show, though, and just tell a story hmm. as to why my vacation was extended. I mean, to me, it's a wild story. For those out there, you might not be as entertained, but I was going to share it anyway because I was supposed to be back Sunday morning, as a matter of fact. We were supposed to fly out at like 6 in the morning. And get back into Kansas City, drive back. But I had to miss the flight home because something came up. Now, it has to do with my girlfriend. She doesn't like it when I name drop her. So I'll just say the girlfriend. Uh-huh. And uh, so we, we were there in New Orleans from Wednesday through pretty much all of Saturday and leaving early Sunday morning. Does this uh, does this have anything to do with the April Fool's joke that she perpetuated on her entire family? No. Okay. Has nothing to do with that. (laughs) 
so Saturday, we're kind of wrapping up. Like, it, it, we had gone pretty hard for three days, right? We, right. We, a lot of partying, a lot of having a good time, sightseeing. We were a bit exhausted at that point, plus dehydrated. Not a whole lot of water being drank there in, in New Orleans. Well, it was water flavored with. Barley and, and in Heinz. Yeah, the only, the only water I was getting was from the melted ice. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, you can you, you can imagine how that goes down there in the Big Easy. <laughs> but anyway, it, you know it's it's Saturday evening, and we just got done eating seafood, and she is not feeling well all of a sudden. Oh, like just something has just hit her in the gut. She feels like it was the food she just ate, which it had a little bit of spice to it. And so she goes off the bathroom, comes back, we leave. And then we head from there to Bourbon Street because we wanted to go get souvenirs. She wanted to get some souvenirs for her kids. I think my mom wanted to get some stuff. Cool, whatever. We had that planned anyway. And by the way, Bourbon Street is way different from Wednesday, Thursday to Friday, Saturday. (laughs) It is a different group of people. Don't say. Let's just say the weekend it gets a little bit younger and the streets get more dirtier. Uh, that's weird. I wouldn't imagine that would be a thing. No, no. A lot more beads all the, on the street all of a sudden. Uh, so we head off to Bourbon Street. We get an ice cream cone while we're down there. We didn't feel like drinking or anything, so we just did a lot of walking around, checking out the French Quarter, which is so beautiful. Right on. Uh, and then she starts not feeling well again. All right, so we head back to the Airbnb, and it's probably 8, 8.30, like the sun was down. Uh, we were tired. We had a very early flight, so we just we mailed it in. We we either thought we we're either going to call it early or we're just going to party all night, <laughs> get no sleep, fly back at six in the morning, Oof. and we'll just sleep when we come back. No big deal, right? Had the day off anyway. It was Sunday, so we get back to the Airbnb, and she is in a lot of pain, a lot of stomach pain, and uh, I mean the night goes on. And the pain progresses. Luckily, and this is probably 10, 1030, everybody's starting to go up to bed, and she's in incredible pain. Luckily, the my aunt who went on the trip, shout out to Aunt Pam, she is an RN. Ah. And so I, I'm starting to freak out at this point. I'm like, we probably need to take you to the ER. Like, this is bad. And I like even forgot it at one time. I was like, we had an ER on the trip. We had an RN on the trip. She could she could look at it. <laughs> so Pam steps in and starts asking a bunch of questions. Are you this? Are you doing this? Pain level, all that stuff. And so she starts breaking out medicine. Like we're gonna throw everything but the kitchen sink at this pain, and we're gonna see if we can get rid of it. So she breaks out the gas X. Um, even broke out a prescription pill. That uh, probably shouldn't have given her. Right. Hey, but uh, t- desperate times. Legally, legally. You yeah, know? desperate times call for desperate measures. Yes. Man. But it was supposed to relax, you know, the belly. Sure. Trying to make her feel better because she thought it's probably just gas. It's just gas. It just is lodged up right there in the, <laughs> in right the in rib cage, region right in that here. region here. Listen, so real quick side note. Gas yeah. will put you down. Like, if oh, you, yeah. I mean, it, it, oh, yeah. it, it, it will, and it's embarrassing <laughs> when it happens. But yeah, but usually you can get re- rid of it in five hours. Sure. Oh, yeah. The, the pain still. still isn't there after five oh, hours. Man. And so Pam t- told me with this pill, if this doesn't work, you should probably consider the ER. It's, you know, it's midnight, one o'clock. She keeps getting up. She has to go to the bathroom. It's not going well. The pain doesn't relax. Mm. 
So the time gets around. It's 3.45 in the morning. Oh we, I'm God. still up. She's trying to sleep. I did not sleep a wink. She is still up. I ordered an Uber for my parents, and they took off at 3.45. They were not happy about leaving us behind. But I was like, don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll change the flights. We'll get this figured out, which I did. I knew at 2 o'clock she was not going to fly home. So I called Southwest. We got our flights changed. Good Actually, I just we just canceled them. Bless we, Southwest. We, yeah, did right. not, we did not rebook at that point. But I did get a refund and all that. They're really good about that. And so they leave. It didn't take much longer than that. She's like, yeah, we're going to the ER. So before all that, though, Pam and my mother, Kathy, they took an Airbnb to go get some more medicine. In that, or I'm sorry, they got an Uber. Uber. And in that Uber, uh, the Uber driver's like, you know, if you've got to go to the ER, there's a place just a couple of miles up the road. It's a Baptist hospital. They're really good. They're really fast. Uh, the, it's, it's a really good place. Just you try there if you have to go anywhere. So we did. We actually took that advice and went up to the hospital, and we got in there about 4.30. Uh, ER is empty. A nurse looked at her within 30 minutes and took her back to her room so she could lay down. She can change into a gown. And it was probably a couple of hours after that we found out it's appendicitis. Oh, baby. So, yeah. Ugh. So um, that means that... Someone I know well uh, guessed correctly. My better half took oh, the shot yeah. that you're right. I bet you it was because I sent oof. a very early email, uh, early in the morning email to everybody at work. I was like, "Hey guys, uh, girlfriend is not feeling well. We we're going to the ER. Get it, get her checked out." And she was embarrassed to go because she thought, "What if they just tell me it's just gas or something like that?" I'm like, "Hey girl." It's better to be safe than sorry. Sure. We're going to get you in there. We're going to get you taken care of. And if it's just gas, whatever. Right, right. All is going to happen is we're just going to have to fly out at another time. Right. This whatever. Is vicious gas. No big deal. Yeah. Doctor came in. He's like, hey, how you doing? Are you good? It's appendicitis. Like, literally. <laughs> like, he just threw it out there. He knew. But he was cool. So he's like, we got a, we got a surgeon on call. We're going to take care of you this morning. I was like, wow. Whoa. Like, that's a quick turnaround yeah. because yeah. she hadn't eaten anything in a certain amount of time. So they could get it done rather quickly. So the surgery. So here's here was something I did not feel good about as a boyfriend was that we were told from the kind of the uh, the holding room to where she would go to her actual hospital room. There'd be like a gap for where she got in the room. A little time to where she could have the surgery. The thing is, we left all of her stuff back in the Airbnb. We had to be out at 11 a.m. She's being wheeled to the surgery room at 10 a.m., and I hadn't gone to get the stuff yet. So I had to leave yep. while she was having surgery, and I felt extremely bad about that. But it was a 45-minute surgery. I was waiting for her in the room when she got back. Yeah. But it was it was a successful surgery. It went well. You know, it's... Appendicitis, they take out your appendix, which for those that don't know, it's it's a little piece of something that holds your small and large intestines together. It is unnecessary to have. But we were told it was just probably just at some point, we don't know when, a piece of food just got stuck in that appendix, never got out, it rotted, it infected, Ugh. luckily did not rupture. Oof. Oh, Luckily wow. did yeah. not rupture, because yeah. that would have made things way worse. Yeah. But we literally, we could have left nine hours after showing up to the ER. We stayed an extra three so we could nap. Good idea. And after that, I luckily, my cousin who got married lives right there in New Orleans. He's like, oh, yeah, guys, just come over. You guys stay the night and 
No problemo at all. Perfect. That that was a big, big help. That's because huge. with the change of flights and more Ubers, I had to spend like an extra three hundred bucks. Oh. To, but it, you know, all worth it, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. All yeah, worth come on, it. tough it out. All right, just get on the plane. Listen, come on. The guy in radio, the bank account only goes so deep. <laughs> You know, the, the irony of thinking that it was gas versus it being appendicitis, when I was in K-State marching band, we took a trip out to march at a Broncos game. Actually, we marched at CU on Saturday, did the Broncos game on Sunday. Get into town Friday night, and a group of marchers decide that they want to go to, where do you go in Denver? Casa Bonita. Uh. <laughs> One of them got appendicitis. Oh, my God. And I'm, as you're sitting there talking about gas, it immediately goes to my mind because, you know, what it, what's the first thing you immediately think of? Bad food at Casa Bonita. <laughs> it's just gas. It's Casa Bonita. It's just, you made yeah, a mistake. Exactly. No. Oh. But I, I, you know, what I took away from that is I knew she was scared. No family sure. was there. It was just me and her. Bad that deal. We were all yep. dealing with it. But we, we dealt with it. it. It was all fine. I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm, a, I'm 31 years old. I can like, I think this. I could figure out how to change a flight, get her to the ER, and we'll be... You know, we'll be just fine. Yes. No big deal at all, Mom and Dad. Chill out. I got this. And then you stepped up, and now she's like, Mitch, is somebody will step up. But now her dad was texting me for updates. You know, I, the yep. family wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. I totally understand. I kept them all informed. Everything went very well. Yeah. Shout out to uh, that Baptist hospital. I forget the actual name of it, but in, in New Orleans, they did a fantastic job. They allowed me to bring all my luggage up into the room. Uh, nice. As a matter of fact... So one of the nurses down in the ER made an announcement to everybody else in the hospital. There is going to be this guy that's like five five, and he's going to be bringing like four or five bags into <laughs> the hospital. Don't, Don't worry, <laughs> he's Dude, fine. His he's cool. his girlfriend's having surgery. <laughs> Just needs somewhere to go after checking out of the Airbnb. Did you? So the one thing that blew my mind: my uncle had appendicitis a couple years ago. The procedure that they do to get the appendix out of there. They just made three holes. Yes. And then the thing, and then they like cut it and then kind of tied it up in a bag and yanked it out of there. Is that what they did to her? Yeah, too? pretty much. Wow. They, they told her, like, we're just going to make three like really small incisions or whatever. Yeah. We're just going to, yeah, basically yank it out like pulling out a motor of a car. <laughs> Not that crazy. I couldn't think of a better example on, on the fly, but yanking it out. Right? Oh my God. That's crazy. Well, that, I'm glad that it worked out for you. And you're able to you tested yourself a little. That's good. So I, I, I gotta I gotta cap it off with this. So so she had a theory on why this happened at that time. So we were in Bourbon Street and she's already dealing with pain, but um, we went to Marie Laveau's voodoo shop, which she is like the most famous voodoo practitioner. She was a character on American Horror Story Coven Season 3, which we're both a big fan of. We went to the Buckner Mansion. Oh, boy. Um, and then, uh, But what she blamed it on is that she touched the shrine to Marie Laveau. I mean, she has her own tomb not too far from the French Quarter where yeah. people <laughs> leave like little sacrifices, or not sacrifices, but like little <laughs> mementos yeah. uh, to Marie Laveau, like voodoo dolls or whatever. Oh, boy. But she touched the Marie Laveau shrine. She's like, there's like this bouncer, and they're like, "Don't touch that! Don't touch that! You don't touch the shrine." She's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And the guy was like, "Don't worry about it. it happens all the time. Just don't touch it." But she noticed it's like people like bought stuff in that store to leave on that shrine, and so she's like, "All right, Marie, she got me." Sorry, dude. And that's the perfect like 
she just touched it. Like, yeah. not a big deal. So I'm going to not a big deal hurt you appendicitis. Well, before <laughs> that, she was blaming it on the seafood. I was like, nah. literally this pain came five minutes after you ate seafood. It's probably not that. Right. It doesn't happen that fast. It doesn't. Not normally. But, yeah, a voodoo, a dead lady that was a voodoo, like, master, she touched her shrine. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 She, she it got, had to she, be the voodoo. She opened a portal of some kind, and now it's shut. Well, I asked. Said. I asked the shrine, I was like, could you anyway send some good juju up to Manhattan so we can start beating Kansas and Allen Fieldhouse? Because I feel like that's our only shot. Yes. Did it glow or something? Uh, no. I looked up and there was like this big old goat above me oh, that yeah! was kind of looking down. I was like, there's the answer. That's it. There we're in, the we're answer. in, baby. All right. Let's take our first break. Still to come, I do have my top 10 list. I, if you could imagine, it might be surrounding New Orleans and my trip that uh-huh. I just had, which before the whole appendicitis thing, had an amazing time. But coming up next, when I was in New Orleans, I paid very little attention to social media and sports. So DG and number two over here came up (laughs) with some headlines. Some are real. Some are not. I have to determine if these headlines are real or fake, and that's coming up next on The Game. Yeah, this is a new one. I like that. Yeah, I added some beds of my own. Very nice. Whoa. Very nice. That's a wonderful one. Now, is this the first one you've actually played on air? I think I've played a couple with Troy, but this is the first one you've heard. So, and this is? Shaka Khan, I'm Every Woman. Very oh, about nice. that. That is beautiful. That's that a great start. Wonderful. Very, very good. So come on the game, as uh, Troy mentioned in his update, Brennan Jennings, linebacker who had been here about three months, Hi is there, now there. in the transfer portal. Number one song of the day, Ask Us Anything, my top ten still to come as well. But I gave these two gentlemen a task earlier today, as I'm speaking about Troy Coverdale and David G, plus Sage Williams with us, that uh, I paid very little attention to sports, and uh, because there was a lot of focus on family, focus on vacation, Focus on having a good time. And, so I told yeah. them, I was like, you guys could probably get me pretty easy. Come up with some headlines. I want real and I want fake headlines. I want to see if you guys can stump me. And who knows? It might even turn into a segment later on in the show. But I know we got six, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. I'll let you guys go in any fashion, any order you want to. Let me go ahead and get you with this one. The, Get me with it. Are you well, ready? Well, no, hit you with this one. Okay. The Lakers have made the playoffs despite their woeful record. So you're already giving me NBA, and I don't really follow the NBA. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Lakers did not get in. I'm, 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 I'm positive, actually. The Lakers, I think that's a false... Headline, the Lakers did not get in. You are correct. In fact, they went so far as firing Frank Vogel yesterday afternoon as head coach. Okay. However, the player general manager suffers no consequences. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, LeBron. One for one. What else you got? We got a D-lineman from Texas in trouble big time with Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, he made fun of Texas's quote-unquote winning culture on a video 
uh, by saying all of our championships are just swimming trophies. Is that true, or you think it's made up? Yeah, see, this is, an, uh, this is honestly one I haven't heard of either. I want to say that's true. It is. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, Very that was, true. That was a beautiful Which video, was a, too. Yeah. It was amazing, by the way. It, I knew it was going to ruffle feathers. And as of now, Steve Sarkeesian's like, that guy's not talking to the media for a long time. Well, for sure. And I, I know what wall he was probably looking at. It has all the Big 12 trophies on it. Right. Just stacked right. along this wall. It's like a lot of cubby holes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah, I could see them having just a bunch of swimming championships. <laughs> They haven't won a Big 12 title in football, right, since Vince Young? A long time. Correct. Long time ago. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The XFL returns this weekend. No, Sorry, that... USFL. My oh, bad. US... USFL returns Ooh. this weekend. This weekend? This coming weekend. They will be playing every game in Birmingham between uh, the University of uh, Alabama Birmingham's new stadium and Legion Field. Hmm, that's a good one. You have... Two networks that are handling broadcasts. Okay. One of them wants to set up a glowing ball when you're within the five-yard line. True or false? Wow, you just unloaded there. Boy, I, I, mean, I, I mean, the USFL was mocked not too long ago. And uh, shout to Justin Hughes, uh, former K State uh, linebacker who's going to be playing for the Michigan Panthers. Big time. I think there's some other cats out there, but that's just the one that comes to mind. I want that to be true, so I'm going to say true. Welcome back to the glowing puck from Fox. (laughs) They actually are going to utilize. Yes. And one of the other tricks, actually, that will be interesting. The glowing ball. The glowing ball, yeah. Uh, Part of that comes from every ball is going to have a microchip in it. And instead of using chains for spotting, they're actually going to utilize the microchip and go that route. So they actually measure. vaccinated oh. the footballs. <laughs> you know, that's another thing that it sounds weird, but if it goes well, the NFL is going to steal that so think fast. Of, think about this for a moment. We've gone full circle with Fox to where people actually appreciate now that the glowing puck was a pretty good idea yeah, back in the day. Yeah, but it, Oh, absolutely. It was so panned at the time. At the time, people were like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, my God. Although I truly don't feel like the puck is that hard to follow yeah. in hockey. It's better now with HDTV. For sure. Yeah. Remember that Fox debuted that before we had high definition. Oh, though. I did not know that. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We, we were still on standard definition, and so it was iffy. Man, they've tried some stuff and it got smoked, and then uh, people are like, "You know what? Not that wasn't that. a bad idea." <laughs> exactly. Fox, poor guys. Score box. Oh God. Um, okay, so I know we don't talk a lot of NBA here, um, but Ben Simmons, much maligned and often injured, Ben Simmons. Now he is a uh, member of the Brooklyn Nets. He's scheduled to come back for the playoffs, but he got hurt once again, appendicitis. So he's gonna miss like the first month. What do you think? Is that true or false? That's false. God dang it! I you, thought I could you, sneak you that in. Would have had me if you didn't say appendicitis. <laughs> I just thought, you know, call back to the last break. I thought it would. I'd sneak that one. So no, nobody would sit out a month for appendicitis. It doesn't matter if it ruptures. Well, ben Simmons might sit out for a month. This guy won't get off the bench. I don't know what his story is. But. Listen, I'm an expert in appendicitis now, by the way. So you, you weren't sneaking that piece You're of like, cheese listen, by me. Listen. Your girlfriend's even more of an expert on the <laughs> <than you at this> <laughs> <point>. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Amigo Hospital just hired her as a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Come on in yeah. and direct people through this. That's funny. Stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Congressional investigators have determined that Daniel Snyder of the Washington Redskins actually violated Federal Trade Commission regulations in shifting monies that were to go to fellow NFL owners. Utilizing Jeez. such things as college football games and concerts to hide the money. Jesus. D. Snides, man. What do you think? So I'm, I'm perfect, right? I'm four for you four, four here. Four for four. This one, I have no clue. Um, boy. That's wild. True. You got it. Yes. It is a true. It, it, it is today's headline, actually, out of D.C. No Regarding kidding. the commandos. or Holy commandos. crap. They are actually facing potential FTC charge because, well, with all of the stuff that's gone on it related to cheerleaders and how women were treated and all that, you had congressional folks that were already looking into them. Discovery! Now, they found a little bit more, including monies that were hidden from the rest of the NFL ownership for Commander's Games, hidden instead under such things as souvenirs, a Notre Dame Navy game oh. that occurred at FedEx Field, and a Kenny Chesney concert. Ugh. Wow. So, first of all, I never, I never went... Like with commandos, that's <laughs> that's in the perfect name, man. I never even thought of that. Secondly, why is Daniel Snyder got to be shady, man? I don't understand. Is it a rich guy thing that you're like constantly looking to like you know get the edge on everybody? When like, hasn't Daniel Snyder been shady? I don't understand this guy. Like no. I would try to not no. be that way if I was him because no. he gets caught all the time. Like you're not even a good like. Robert Kraft is probably really shady, too, but he at least doesn't get caught. Well, he didn't get caught until basically the staffers that were doing it started to get caught right. themselves. Okay, okay, okay. I see. All okay, right. I, got, have... I got one. Are okay, you, Are go you ahead. done? Are we done? No, go oh. ahead. I'm five for five, by the way. But, but Well, this one you're going to not get. Um, this Saturday, on the way to, a, to Augusta to the Masters, Tiger got in a fender bender. On his way there. Is that true or false? Remember, rewind. He got in that massive car wreck. It was awful. And That's false. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> you, that would have been that would have been all over the news. That would have been the on the front page of USA Today. Mine has to do with the Royals and Guardians from the weekend. Ooh. Okay. Rookie Stephen Kwan reached base three or more times in each of the first four games, setting a major league record. False. No, that unfortunately is true, including no his triple yesterday afternoon that wound up being the deciding hit oh, for the Guardians oh in their 10-7 win. Yeah. Which is wild, too, because they only scored like two runs in the first right. double game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 15 of 19 for the series over the weekend. Good Lord. Wow. Welcome to Major League Baseball, kid. Don't make yeah. it look too easy. Oh, my God. Shout out to the Royals, 2-2. Two and two. Worst start since 2020. <laughs> I think. Yeah, <laughs> I know they went yeah. three and they started three and one last yeah, year. Yeah, they did. Through four, they actually started very well uh, last year in the first place, going into the month of May. What do you think about 
Jackson Kowar. That's a ter- that's awful. Well, you know, sa- save it. Okay, okay. Because I think we might touch on that later on in the All show. Right. Right. But I want to get to my top ten list. That's coming up next. The game continues, and before we get to your regularly scheduled programming, uh, <laughs> Troy, who also messes around with the news side of K-Man, does have some news that we need to deliver. Riley County Emergency Management asking for folks that are in the area of I-70 in the southeast portion of Riley County to monitor fire conditions and be prepared to evacuate. There's a large out-of-control grass fire that is burning near I-70 in that area, the southeast portion of Riley County, and that is uh, causing some issues. So again, given what the winds are, it's very smart to have yourself a potential evacuation plan in place and keep monitoring. We'll keep you updated as information comes to us. Yep, certainly. K-Man will be on top of that. We'll break in if we need to do if we do need to bring you any news on what Troy just delivered. That was the one sign that my girlfriend and I knew we were back in uh, the Midwest and we could smell the fields burning around the airport uh, from a distance. I mean, of course, the smoke was getting there, but you could also see clouds of smoke all over surrounding I-70. It was such a weird morning, though, this morning to have it not only smell with a little bit of smoke smell, but humidity. Oh, man. Yeah. So high with the humidity this morning. It was crazy. It was weird. Ready to get to my top 10 list for the week. It is my top 10 Best parts about my trip to uh, New Orleans. Okay. I want to brag about it a little bit more. The good stuff that happened in New Orleans. Here we go. Number 10. Number 10, I want to give a shout out to the locals and how awesome they were. You know, I traveled with my parents and also my Aunt Pam that come from small towns, of towns with no culture. And the place we were staying at. It didn't look like the most glorious of neighborhoods, let's put it that way. But so remember, you know, a lot of these neighborhoods have also taken on a lot of hurricanes, a lot of uh, tough weather, and, uh, you know, not maybe the best of shape, but it was fine. Everything was fine. Everybody around our Airbnb, a lot of nice people, the people around the French Quarter, all that stuff, and even the Uber drivers. The people that gave us advice, that took us around all these places, were giving us a ton of great advice it was all a great experience so the locals of new orleans deserve a spot on this top 10 nice number nine we just talked about weather and down in new orleans it is typically humid but somehow some way we found that three days out of the year it was not humid but it was warm (laughs) we had mid 70s not a cloud in the sky and no humidity no rain it was Perfect. Right on. And I've been to New Orleans two previous times. Both times, hot and humid, shorts weather, you're sweating when you're walking down the street. This was much better. Even at night, we needed uh, you know, pants and maybe a mm-hmm. hoodie. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Because it really? cooled down it, at night. It actually felt like spring. Yes. Wow. Yes, it was awesome. Number eight. I mentioned earlier in the hour how, you know, for pretty much three straight days, we went pretty hard on the partying. Uh, even after the wedding, uh, my girlfriend and I, we decided to just go out by ourselves because my parents and my aunt had a plan the next morning to get up early and go to the World War II Museum. Hmm. We did not do that, but we went out and partied instead. We had a great time. Every night the next morning, or every morning, I should say, 
I did not have one single hangover. Nice. Did not have a headache, and it surprised me more than anybody because wow. it does not take much. I don't drink very often. I've you know, I, you could probably say a low tolerance for it, uh, and it does not take much to get a little headache in the morning. Did not have a single headache Ooh. that entire time. I got really lucky. It's like Cajun cuisine. It's like it's the voodoo in the town. Yeah, you know, for some it's good, for some it's bad. <laughs> You, you touched the shrine and you had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where are we at? Number seven. Number seven, shout to Frenchman Street. It's the OG of party streets in New Orleans. The locals call it the Bourbon Street for those that live in New Orleans. Ooh. But Frenchman is like only, it's like three blocks long, and it has 27 bars on these three blocks. Oh, and it has a ton of live music, uh, great food. And I, I mean, it's it's what I feel like Aggieville should inspire to be, because it's a huge draw, and it was a fantastic time. I cannot say enough great things about it. As a matter of fact, we were supposed to go down there on Thursday with some family, but they decided to back out and just do Bourbon Street because they knew that'd be a comfortable place to go out and have a good time. You're guaranteed a good time. Meanwhile, they didn't know anything about Frenchman Street. Number six. Number six. I will go with Bourbon Street. <laughs> Bourbon Street was a really good time. I'm going to leave it at that because I want to get to the next part. Number five. The reason I think it was such a good time is because of the live music. Ah. Especially with Frenchman Street as well. Both Frenchman Street and Bourbon Street, a great time for live music. The two previous times I went down there, Bourbon Street didn't really have much of a scene for live music. There was a couple of places. But this time around, we showed up the first time. There's a live brass band playing there on the street. You had bars left and right with bands right behind the bar, right in front of where the building, where you enter the building. They were all over the place. And when you're in New Orleans, you typically, it's not surprising to hear this song that goes, Which, Troy, of course, you know that song is? Mm, Yeah, no. Blanking for the moment. Proud Mary. Oh, Tina Turner's version of Proud Mary. And there were two bands down there that we got to see it happen twice, and it made the place go absolutely nuts. But you might also know in Proud Mary, they name drop New Orleans. Sure. Yep. All right. Number four. Number four, you got to shout out the food. New Orleans, and it might be my favorite part about New Orleans, is the food. Cajun, Creole, we're talking. Now, I didn't get to eat as much as I wanted to. Every meal, I could easily do every meal of crawfish with, of course, the side of the potatoes and corn. But I did get to do that on Thursday, even though prior to that we had a big barbecue. They did break out the crawfish afterwards. But also the gumbo. The jambalaya. Oh. But we also had crab cakes. Yep. We had uh, some of the hors d'oeuvres at the wedding was these Cajun deviled eggs, and they were amazing. Fire. And even the first night we were there, we all got po'boys, and I got this spicy shrimp sandwich, which was absolutely money. It, the food down in New Orleans, I cannot rave about enough. It is a huge draw just for me to go down there. I would easily just go down to New Orleans and just go eat. I don't need to do Bourbon Street. I I want the food. That is my number one thing about New Orleans, and that is the food. However, 
I did something for the first time in New Orleans. Number three. And that's visit the Garden District. To me, and this got Troy's attention, he, he, he really, uh, he, <laughs> the Garden District, in my opinion, is the most beautiful neighborhood in the United States mm-hmm. that I have visited. So the Garden District is a lot of 18, or I should say 19th century houses that are the Creole French style of housing. Of course, a lot of the main influence there for New Orleans is a lot of uh, Spanish and French uh, culture that was brought down to New Orleans. And I'm telling you, house after house after house is just beautiful and full of history. We st- I mentioned the Buckner Mansion earlier. That is beautiful. I mean, it's a whole neighborhood. You can take a whole day, just stroll around, just take a look at the houses. A lot of them have plaques in front of them that share the history of that house, who lived there, who built it, when it was built. Um, and they have these old iron fences yeah. that have just this pristine architecture to it. I'm a big fan of the uh, New Orleans architecture as well. The Garden District, along with the French Quarter, is a is the best examples of you can get for the historic architecture in New Orleans. And they got the trees, right? The the, the trees with the long yes. Things. And yeah, I don't yeah. I don't remember what those are called, but those yeah. are all over as well. Which, by the way, I got to mention this as well. One thing that one downside about New Orleans in the Garden District is that the sidewalks and the streets are extremely uneven. Uh, it, they they yeah. are a mess. You better watch out. Yeah, you have to pay attention on where you're walking. You can easily trip. The uh, the roots of the trees are very exposed, mm-hmm. and that might have to do with some just all the storms they've had. A lot of the flooding, maybe yeah. potentially. I don't have the history on that, but it maybe have a certainly a big part of it. Number two. Number two is the wedding itself. Hey, oh, shout out. The best wedding I have ever been to. I want to give a shout out to my cousin, Eric, who married his longtime boyfriend, Adam. It was a beautiful ceremony. Um, And so this was another first for me when it came to the tradition of New Orleans weddings and how it wraps up. So we kind of got a heads up on it uh, beforehand. Our seats, our pews, had these handkerchiefs on them. By the way old old church that was built in the in the 1700s wow is where this was taking place in the garden district whoa so we at the wedding these handkerchiefs are already on there and they say you know I now pronounce you they wrap it up they kiss and all of a sudden when it when it wraps up you hear this band start up downstairs it's a brass band it's a new orleans brass mm-hmm. band about what you can imagine they come up the stairs and we're about to have a parade down the streets of the Garden District in New Orleans. The wedding, uh, the wedding party goes first. The band follows, and then all the guests follow the band. So we're all we're all heading outside. We're going down the stairs, and this is the this is the kicker, right? So in New Orleans, they do not have uh, an open container law. So you, as long as it's not glass, you can take drinks, alcohol drinks, and just walk the streets of New Orleans. Yeah. At the door. There's a person waiting for everybody, handing out beers to everybody oh in attendance. Oh, my God. So we have a beer in one hand and a handkerchief in the other. It's a white handkerchief. You're supposed to just wave it around yep. the whole time. Yep. And you follow the band down the streets. There's neighbors outside waving some white thing around and having a dan- you know dancing around with the band. That was a awesome experience. Dude, that sounds rad. There was, there was police. 
blocking off streets so we could have our own personal parade wow. down the streets of New Orleans. That's tremendous. That's awesome. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was so hard to top that. But, of course, we had a bunch of Cajun food uh, for the uh, the wedding dinner. Had a little dance. I actually wrapped it up at, like, 930. Whoa. And then after that, that's why my girlfriend and I decided to go out afterwards. Yeah, but finally, finally, here we go. My number one. My number one best part about New Orleans I saw hardly any KU fans. <laughs> I saw a, a dad with his dork sons. They're probably going to be doctors. Yeah. They were leaving as we came in. Like we, we got off the plane and I saw them getting on a plane and they looked all happy or whatever. I also saw one North Carolina fan that looked so depressed. Oh. I get it. Yeah. I yeah. get it. I kind of get it. I, I don't exactly, I can't relate. Sure. But I can get the, uh, the disappointment. But did not see any Rock Chalk, did not see any uh, Jayhawks out on Bourbon Street or any, anything around. It was two days after the Final Four. Oh, man. But I, I was expecting maybe a few leftover fans. The only thing I did really see was like discounted KU National Championship shirts. At the airport, you could get one for 10 bucks. Wow. Like the official shirt Wow. for 10 bucks, And they still had a full rack of those left. Dang. Which I would imagine after the fans left, they would have a bunch of leftovers. Yeah, I the North Carolina guy, what a place to be able to drown your sorrows, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. Amazing. And I can't imagine how nuts. I heard it from multiple Uber drivers, which I probably we probably spent about $500 on Ubers. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, shout to Uber and Lyft. They're probably making buku bucks Bank. because it costs so much money to go rent a car these right? days. Yeah. It's insane money. It would have cost us probably a thousand to twelve hundred dollars to rent a car for that time. Nuts. So we saved a bunch of money, of course, just doing paying a ton of money for Ubers. It really wasn't that expensive, but it just adds up. Yeah. And we did a bunch of Ubering. But uh yeah, it was uh not a Final Four crowd by the time we got there. It was Wednesday, it was comfortable, it wasn't too crowded. Uh, Thursday was the same way. Friday we didn't go down to Bourbon Street and Saturday, it was a different crowd. Maybe the move is to come in on the heels of some giant event at a big city like New Orleans, like the Final Four. You just come in on the heels of it and have a great time. Well, and the Uber drivers are telling us you could not find a single hotel room between New Orleans and the airport. Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. was booked up for the Final Four. Oh, boy. Oh, that'll teach us when K-State gets to the Final Four. I always dream of, like, I'm just going to go. Can't do that. Can't do that. Nope, you have to prepare. Yeah. Hour one, guys, in the the books. books. That's my top ten list. Great. Coming up in hour two, we will kick off the hour talking about the latest transfer from K-State. This is from the football team, however. We still have number one song of the day. We still have DG's Ask Us Anything. A full hour two is coming up next on News Radio KMAN.